welcome to Wild Heart Podcast, where we talk heart to heart about tough emotions. I'm your host, Bethany Edge, and I have a wild heart, meaning I have a lot of feelings, and sometimes they get the best of me. I created this podcast as a way to share my journey to embracing my sensitive nature. So grab something refreshing to drink or comforting, your choice, and join me for another heart to heart about how to flourish with a wild heart. Welcome back to another episode and a new series. I'm so excited to be back. I am so grateful and honestly humbled by how many people have listened to the first six episodes I've put out. And I've gotten so much feedback and it just makes me feel so happy to hear that so many people are enjoying it and feeling comforted by it and inspired. This season, we're going to be trying some new things. You've probably already noticed that I have new music. I'm introducing some new segments and... I'm going to start releasing podcasts more in series rather than freestanding episodes because I really want to do a deep dive into a lot of topics and hopefully talk about some things, some aspects of them that are a little different that maybe we just don't talk about or it's hard to figure out how to talk about. I welcome any feedback. You can follow me on Instagram at wildheartpodcast and send me a message about what you like or don't like about this podcast. Today, I am enjoying a refreshing glass of cucumber water. Y'all, I really want to share the thought that life is an occasion. It's so important to just make little moments special with something as simple as adding a few slices of cucumber to a glass of water or making yourself a cup of tea at the end of a long day. It's a really special form of self-care. So I hope that you take a moment to do that for yourself at some point today. I realized that I haven't taken a moment to introduce myself to my listeners. I'm a mom. I'm a foodie and a total nerd, and I always loved school. (laughs) I love to read, and I am a highly sensitive person, or an HSP. If you don't know what a highly sensitive person is, it's kind of like, you know how we talk about pain tolerances and how people have different pain tolerances. Some people might experience stubbing their toe at, say, a two, And for someone else, it feels like a five, even though it's the same level of pain. It's just how they interpret it. Well, highly sensitive people tend to be more sensitive to pain, but they also tend to experience this with a lot of things in life, including emotions. So an event that feels, let's say, a three or four to someone who's not a highly sensitive person might feel like a seven or even an eight to a highly sensitive person. And growing up, I always was really worried that something was just wrong with me, that things that seemed to not bother other people felt like really big deals to me. 
I just couldn't get over it. People would say to me, just get over it. Quit being so dramatic. And it never helped. I always felt more out of control because there was just a tsunami of emotion coming at me all the time from everyday life. I thought I was broken. I just, like I said, I felt like something was wrong with me. And at some point in college, I learned about highly sensitive people and it clicked with me and I knew immediately, this is why I feel so different because I'm a highly sensitive person and I am experiencing life differently than everyone around me. Not everyone, but a lot of people around me. It was really lonely growing up being this way. I have great parents and they love me and they've always been there for me, but neither of them are very sensitive people. And so I never really had a good role model for how to be a sensitive person without being a total emotional mess. It's a lonely journey, but I am truly a living testament that the Lord makes weak things strong. Not that I am a super master at managing my emotions, but I feel that I have really, I've come a long way and I've learned to really be self-aware and to work with myself and to understand emotions and how to confront them, how to navigate them with confidence and a little more grace. Of course, there are still situations that I have not developed that ability with yet, but I think for the most part in life, I've I've really have a strong ability to address things with a level head. It's kind of funny to me. Today I shared something on my Facebook page and it was asking friends to pick which color aura they thought I had. And it was one of those games, you know, where you pick the color aura for your for your friends and they pick it for you. And a lot of people said that they thought of me as blue, which is calm. It had calm listed under the color. And this floored me because never in my life have I thought of myself as calm, but that seems to be a way that a lot of people describe me. I feel like when I look at who I have been over the last 25 years, I can remember so much internal turmoil and conflict and chaos and how that just poured out of me all the time and was so evident in every relationship I had. And so to hear that so many people in my life now think of me as a calm person and a grounding force. It is such confirmation to me that this is a, this is a place where I've grown and this is a place where the Lord has helped me turn my weakness now into a strength. And so I'm grateful to be able to share that. I hope that through this podcast, I can create a community of people who have wild hearts themselves. Even if you're not a highly sensitive person, you just have feelings that you don't always know what to do with. And sometimes they get the better of you. I hope this can be a place where we can talk about those things openly without shame, without fear, and together learn how to confront them and navigate them. Like I said, with confidence and grace, those are That is my goal when it comes to how I want to face my emotions is with confidence and grace. 
This season, the topic that we are going to be confronting, confronting sounds like such a, such a confrontational word. It's kind of aggressive. That's not the right word. This season's topic that we are going to be addressing. Now that sounds like it's in trouble. Okay. You get the point. We're going to be talking about love. Now, love is something that I feel like a lot of us are just struggling with in our lives in general because so many of us are struggling with depression and loneliness. And these are just things that women, we just deal with. But right now, the world is crazy. And I think that many of us, myself included, are struggling with love, both accepting love and giving love in a way that we may not have before. I have a great quote here for our quote of the day. I invite you to not only love each other more, but love each other better. And that's from Bonnie D. Parkin. I first saw this quote when I was in college and it was up in the Sunday school room at my church. And every Sunday when I read it, it really sank into my heart and has been something that I think about frequently. Loving others better, as I've pondered it over the years, really comes down to the fact that there's two sides to love. There's love the feeling and love the act. If we just feel love for someone in our life, but we do nothing to act on it, nothing to show them, that love will do no good in this world. It will never be shared. It will never be passed forward. It will never strengthen another person. And so when I hear this quote, I hear an invitation for us to work less on how we feel, less on, okay, I just, I want to love them more. I know that I have told myself that in the past as a way to try and improve relationships in my life. And instead, focus on how we show our love for others. I have an example of this from my personal life. So I'm a toddler mom. My daughter is one and a half. And... Toddlers are just their own category of (laughs) both wanting to be independent and also needing you all the time. And I stay home right now. Sometimes it's really easy to just fall into this trap of feeling like, I just need alone time. I just need alone time. And so I'm not being present really in any moment with her because I just want to check out. And I've been realizing how much she needs me and how much she needs my love in those moments. And I've been trying to love her better. And so I've been trying to just be more responsive to her needs in a way that is appropriate. So If she comes up to me while I'm cooking dinner and asks to be picked up, I'll pick her up for a moment and I'll bring her back to her play area and I'll play with a toy with with her for a minute and then I'll walk away. Spending less time on screens, which is so hard. Putting them down when she comes up and asks for my attention, I take that as a cue that I need to get off. I need to get off my phone. I need to get off my computer because she needs me. First off, I just feel so much better. I feel like I am more present and I feel less distracted. I feel less chaotic and frustrated and angry because 
I'm not trying to live in my own world. I'm actually doing my job as a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) But also, I think that she is more comfortable at home. And I've noticed that when she comes up to me, and if I give her that attention right away as my way of loving her better, that really she's pretty happy with a small amount of affection. And then she'll go off and and do her own thing again because she's coming back to me looking for that safety looking for that quick moment of comfort but she is such a busy little girl so it's really it's changed the dynamic in our home during the day we face a lot of barriers to showing love i may or may not have personal experience with all of these first off impatience is one Sometimes I think we get so caught up in what we feel like we have to do or what people are going to judge us for or measure us by that we forget about the things that are really important to us in relationships. I know that that kind of goes back to my story with my daughter. Sometimes I'll think, I just, I got to clean today or I got to work on this project or something will come up and I will decide this is the most important thing in the world. And I, I challenge that thought of, you know, compared to what? Compared to family? Compared to companionship and friendship? There's definitely a time to ask your family to make a sacrifice for you. And there are times where you are going to have to tell people, I'm sorry, I love you and I care about you and I'm here for you, but I also have to take care of something else right now. But it can be easy to abuse that. It can be easy to decide that everything is something that needs to be sacrificed for. So taking a step back, kind of reframing, reevaluating our priorities can be really helpful for this. Next is envy. It's so hard to love someone if you're jealous of them. I really think that the only thing that comes from jealousy is hate. It can be a bittersweet hate. still... A barrier in your relationship. One thing that I think can be really helpful for facing envy is focusing on ways to celebrate yourself and to celebrate others, to celebrate the strengths. And to really mean it, it needs to come from a genuine place. But when you can offer someone that genuine happiness and when you can feel genuinely happy for yourself, I think this is a really great way to combat envy. Resentment is another one. And this is something that can last for a long time. Some things are just better left behind. And it's definitely easier said than done. I think that healing any kind of conflict or broken relationship is not a one-step process. It can take years. And we are going to do a whole episode on repairing broken relationships. So There, we're really going to deep dive into healing resentment, healing from resentment. Scorekeeping, which kind of goes back to envy, but I think the nuance of scorekeeping is that it's really about fairness. There's this aspect of what do I really owe this person? And love doesn't keep tabs. It doesn't. So if you're going to this place of scorekeeping, it's not a loving attitude and 
it has nothing to do with love. (laughs) And that's kind of a hard truth that sometimes we just have to remind ourselves of. This is not a loving way to act. And I need to push these thoughts away. And then finally, feeling unloved and empty ourselves can be really difficult. I find that the more I crave love, the harder it is to give. And I don't think I'm the only one that struggles with that. And we are going to have a whole episode on this as well. We need to find for ourselves an unending source of love. A source that we can rely on and we can turn to in any moment. Because let's be real, people let us down. And even we let ourselves down. It needs to come from a perfect source. I'm hopeful that this season will inspire you to take steps towards loving others better. This is something that is transforming the relationships in my life. To wrap things up, I'm going to issue a weekly challenge to all my listeners. And we're going to build on these throughout this series. We're going to start by taking an emotional inventory. You can write it down if you want, but obviously this is not high school. There's no homework. It's just something to start noticing. Start making mental note of the way that you feel when you're interacting with people you care about and not how you think you're supposed to feel, how you actually feel. And then I want you to contemplate where you want to be in your relationships. Do you want to get to a place where you are loving others better? What what does that look like? How do you feel in a scenario where you're in a relationship based on loving each other better and not just romantic but our friendships our family relationships and then finally as you start noticing where these weak points are and where you want to go in your relationships identify one way that you can begin loving others better so for me it's patience i can be really impatient i've been so impatient with my family And through my own emotional inventory of just noticing how do I feel in the interactions I'm having with the people I care about the most and where do I want to be in prayer and soul searching. I've realized that the only way I'm going to make progress in this area is if I work on my patience. So I'm doing this with you guys. I'm going to be evaluating my life and thinking of ways that I can do that a little bit better, show a little more patience. I think we're going to have a great series, you guys. I hope y'all love this series because I have put a lot of thought and time and care into it, and I hope that it changes your heart as much as it has changed mine. you for listening to another episode please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review also follow me on instagram at wildheart podcast until next week this is bethany edge and you're listening to wildheart podcast